today, the content could be a little more mature for audiences. So please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults. Or for those who get permission. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break class sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie dokie, artichokey. Ah, break it's now. I just want to say that true crime cases are something that I've been reading about. And I want to say that I don't mean any harm or disrespect or anything. And sometimes the cases can be really, really scary. But I try to do true crime and creepy things Tuesday. So this recording might be up twice. And I just want to say I don't mean any harm, disrespect, or any hurtfulness. I'm just giving you the facts of the cases and letting everyone know that this is what I found. This is a case people have been talking about. This is a case that people are thinking about. I have looked into a lot of cases and I don't want to just, I don't want anyone to feel disrespected. If I say their name wrong, you can try to correct me. I might try to be able to pronounce it right. I might not be able to did my learning problem but I just want to say that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone ever and I hope that you all understand that I'm just giving you the facts and sometimes I may or may not give you my opinion or I could just tell you like hey this is my opinion based on what they are saying like not even a I know this personally but like more of a like a this is what people are leaning towards and do I agree or disagree but a lot of the time I don't really know so I'm gonna say like this could be my opinion but I really don't know them personally or know the case personally so it really is like a, this is what has been said so this is what the opinion of other people have been and I hope y'all understand that I don't mean any disrespect harm and I do not suggest you do any of this stuff that people have done and I hope that this stuff doesn't continue to happen and I hope y'all enjoy the cases and I hope y'all learn from them more importantly and I hope you all understand better that hey this is what happens let's be careful let's learn from this let's learn from this let's try to get a new law in let's try to do this let's try to keep it from happening again okay okie dokie artichokey it's time for an ad break class sponsor so I hope y'all listen and Keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor.
I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. Okay. It is so weird because you feel for the parents, but at the same time, they should not be in that memorial. It's like, how, I feel bad, because it's like, the parents should be able to agree, but at the same time, like, they do not belong there with the rest of those kids. They belong in a different area, and I feel bad for the parents, because this, this is so heartbreaking and confusing. If your kid did this, you would feel so confused. It's like, I loved my kid, the kids should be remembered, but at the same time, why? They did something like this, it's just beyond me. And it's like, you're mad at them too. It's very just confusing altogether. And jeez. Whoever put them up shouldn't have put them up in that area. Maybe somewhere else. Like, do what the Japanese do and they make a little shine to them where they say like different things or I don't know put a photo up say I love you but what you did was wrong and yeah one of the mothers which we'll be talking about did that the shooting at Columbine were among the worst school shootings in U.S. history until April 16 2007 32 people were shot and many others wounded by student gunmen on the Virginia Tech campus in Blacksburg Virginia. Suspended school shooter include in Newtown, Connecticut on December 2012 and in Parkland, Florida in February 2018. Continued to pain the nation. On March 2018, analyzed by the Washington Post, found that since the Columbine shooting in 1999, there have been 10 school shootings each year on average in the United States. It is so terrifying to let anyone go to school. I'm like, how did I go to school without having this issue? I didn't die. Like, that's literally what I think. Like, thank gosh I didn't die while I was in school. That is the worst sentence that I have ever thought of. Because it is scary to think that that is your fear. Because, you know, you get scared to go to school. I found the top five worst school shootings in the United States. Best school bombing, May 18th, 1927. Bath Township, Michigan, 45 killed. Um, Virginia Tech shooting, April 16th, 2007. Blacksburg, Virginia, 33 killed. Sandy Hook. The conspiracy theory in Sandy Hook is so bizarre. I heard a conspiracy theory on it from this weird guy. And I was like, I would love for your conspiracy theory to be real because then no one died. 
but it's not. And it makes me sad because it's like, as much as you sound like a lap jog, I would love that it didn't happen, but it did. It's one of those like, yeah, this would be cool if it didn't happen, but you know, like, it did. You have to respect those that passed. And just makes you think, like, this dude was so all over the place. If you want me to talk about it, I will. It was crazy. I just find it sickening that this is still happening. And there was 26. And that was in elementary school. Um, majority Stoneman Douglas High School shooting, 2018, 17 killed. Um, University of Texas Tower shootings, 14 killed. Oh, this whole situation just bugs me so much. It is to the point they make movies about it and the movies like the fallout is based on this like school shootings it's terrifying because it's like this will hold up until it doesn't happen anymore and that's what's so scary the whole thing's scary it's like terrifying and a thing like thank god she made out of school alive is so sad i'm trying not to cry i'm trying not to cry And people are trying to copy Eric and Dylan because they thought, oh, well, they did it. I could get famous. No, that's not good at all. What you need is some help. The Columbine High School mass shooting was a school shooting and attempt bombing that occurred on April 20th, 1999 at Columbine High School in Columbine, Colorado, United States. Uh, the something... Eric and Dylan murdered 12 students, one teacher. 10 students were killed in the school library where the pair subsequently committed suicide. 21 additional people were injured and gunfire was also exchanged with police. Another three people were injured trying to escape. At the time, it was the deadliest high school shooting in U.S. history. The shooting has inspired dozens of copycat killings, which is terrible. Please get better role models. Please, I am begging you. Get help. Better role models. And parents, please find out what your children are up to because this, this is not okay. If my daughter did this, I would be freaking out. I'd be mad at her. And then... I'd be sad for the parents and it's like, do you still love this kid? Do you help them? What do you do? Like, that's what you, like your next step would be. And you would hope it doesn't get to this point, but clearly this had. The police were slow to enter the school and were heavily criticized for not intervening during the shooting. Yeah, so they never dealt with something like this before then and they didn't know what to do. And it's clear they had no clue what they were doing. And unfortunately, when you're in the first time situation, that happens. But yes, they should have intervened. The incident result in the introduction of uh, immediate action, rapid de deployment, 
which is used in active shooting situations called by and also resulted in an increased method on school security was zero tolerance policy. Debates and moral panic were speaked over guns and gun control laws. High school cliques, subcultures, outcast school bullying, as well as teenagers' use of antidepressants, the intention and violence in video games and movies. Here's the thing. I was bullied through school and I didn't go do this. I was bullied by teachers and students of all kinds because I was in special needs. They do that a lot. And Dad, like, we need to... Ugh. Well, my daughter even mentions guns. I'm like, dude, don't you dare ever speak like that. Like, in a game, and I'm like, this game is not good for you. The police were slow to enter the school, yep. I still don't get why they were so slow to enter the school, though. I don't know if it's because it was a new situation, or because they just didn't know what to do. It's weird. It, it happens, and it's so weird to me. Okay, Eric David Harris Born April 9th, 1981 through April 20th, 1990, and was born in Wichita, Kansas. The Harris family relocated often as Harris' father was a U.S. Air Force transport pilot. His mother was a homemaker. The family moved from Plattsburgh, New York to Littleton, Colorado. In July 1993, when his father returned from military services. That is never good. When you move a lot, those kids start to resent you, your work. They don't have friends. I know you have to do what you have to do, but it is so hard. The Harris family lived in rented accommodations for the first three years that they lived in the little tin area. During this time, he attended Ken Carl Middle School, and Harris met Dylan in 1966. The Harris family purchased the house south of CHS. His older brother attended college at the University of Colorado, Bulger. Dylan Bennett Colbull, September 11, 1981. April 20th, 1990, was born in Lakewood, Colorado. His parents were pacifists and attended a Lutheran church with their children. Wolf Dylan and his older brother, Brolin, attended communication classes in attendance with the Lutheran tradition as had been the case with his older brother. Kelbro was named after a renowned poet. In his case, the playwright Dylan Thomas. Okay. I want to hear about the victims. Let's see if we can find a little bit more about the victims. So we'll talk a little bit about the victims along with Dylan and the rest. 
At the family home, the Colbots are so observe some rituals in keeping the Colbot maternal grandfather Jewish heritage. Colbot attended Norman Elementary in Littletown, Colorado for the first two grades before transferring to Governor Ranch Elementary and became part of CHIP's Challenge High School Intelligence Potential Student Program. He found their churches in the Ken Middle School difficult. Carly? Carly. Harris and Cobalt often wore black baseball caps as well as typical in the 1990s. They wore them backwards. Harris wore a KFK, wore a KMFDM cap. I don't even know what that is. And apparently did not wear it during the massacre. Dylan cap had a Colorado logo on the front and a Boston Red Sox logo sewn on to the back. Okay, so first of all, when I was in school, you weren't allowed to wear hats or trench coats at all. I had a friend who went to school and they had to wear clear backpacks. Like, that's how weird things got because of this case and others. Criminal history. In 1996, 15-year-old Eric Harris created a private website on America Online. It was initial to host levels Harris created for use in the first-person shooter video game Doom and Doom 2, as well as Quaker. On the site, Harris began a blog. It included details about Harris sneaking out of the house to cause mischief and vandalism such as lightning fireworks with his friends Dylan and others. Beginning in early 1997, the blog post that began to show the first signs of Harris' anger against society. By the end of the year, the site contained instructions on how to make explosives. What the heck? I hope his parents learn from this and check your kids' accounts. I know it might be evasion of privacy, but, or if you have friends, maybe tell someone, because you do not want this situation to happen again. Harris' site attached for few visitors and caused no concern until April 1997. Harris ended a blog post detailing numerous fantasies with, all I want to do is kill and injure as many as I can especially a few like Brooke Bounds, a cosmetic of his. After Bounds' parents viewed the site, they contacted the Jefferson County office on August 7, 1997, and investigators wrote a draft to request a search warrant for the Harris household, but it was never submitted to a judge. Okay, if you would have submitted it, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe you could have gotten him help before it escalated. Anyone see what I'm saying? Let's learn that. Take those type of things seriously now. On January 30th, 1998, Harris and Klebolt were arrested for breaking into a white van parked near Littletown and stealing tools and computer equipment. They would substantially attend a joint court hearing they, where they plead guilty to a felony theft. The judge sentenced them to juvenile 
division program. As a result, both delinquents attended mandatory classes as anger management and walked with division officers. They both eventually released from diversion several weeks early because of positive actions in the program are put on probation. That is so annoying when they like pretend they're like nice and stuff. It is so annoying. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the victims. Let's see if we can find some names because I'm not here for just them. Rachel Scott, age 17, killed on grass outside West Entrance by Harris. Dylan R, age 15, killed at bottom of the stairs leading to West Entrance by Harris. William David Sanders, age 47, shot in hallway library by Harris, died of blood loss in science room. Did Harris do most of this? Okay, where is the list? Okay, there was a list and now I can't find the rest of the names. Where are the names? Why? Oh, here we go. Okay, Kyle V, age 16, killed, sat on a chair near the middle of North Computer Table and Library. Library was the worst place to be in the school. My thing is this, what do you do if you're in the school, library, bathroom, cafeteria? Like someone tell me, what do you do when you're in the, like, the place that has no layout? Or a place to hide well? Because like, those three places seem terrible. And it's like, where do you go from there? Okay, Steve, age 14, killed at West End of South Computer Table in the library by Harris. So far, Klebold has one. Okay, Casey, killed under library table 17 by Harris. Uh, I-S-A-I-A-H Scholes, age 18, killed under table by Harris. Matthew, age 16, killed under table by Klebel. Lauren Townsend, Klebel, John Thomas, age 16, killed next to library table by Klebel after being wounded by Harris. Kelly, age 16, killed next to library table by Harris. Danielle, killed... I think the youngest was 14 and the oldest was 47, which was the teacher. Corey, 17, killed by Klebel. Eric and Harris killed themselves. Now, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. Did they shoot each other or did they just shoot themselves? Because I can't remember which exactly they meant by they killed themselves. This is a really tough story. I will be back in a minute. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and 
keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichoke. Okay, dokie, Artichoke. Ad break is now. So let's read a little bit about the mom. Susan France Cleopold is an American author and activist. She's the mother of Dylan, one of the per- per- He was the shooter. She is an author of A Mother's Recalting a Book About Things She Missed of Dylan's Mental State. Cleopold was born in Columbus, Ohio and worked as assistant service for the disabled for many years. She is now involved in suicide prevention and care for people with brain disease. Mom glad she turned what her son did into something she could do for others to keep this away as best as she could. Klebold has committed to donating the profits from her book to the mental health crisis research and suicide prevention toward the goal of helping parents and professionals find more ways to detect and treat signs of mental distress. In 2017, Klebold held a TED talk discussing her son's involvement in the Columbian High School massacre where she explains the interaction between suicidal thoughts and homicide tendencies and her personal experience both before and after the shooting. Now there is one thing I wanted to do. The list. There's the list. Okay, what was her name? Was it? Okay, Casey. November 6, 1998 through April 20th, 1999, was a student killed in the Colblaine High School massacre, where 11 more students and teachers were killed by Eric and Dylan, who then committed suicide. It was reported that B-mail, 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 been asked whether or not she believed in God, and she said yes before being shot during the massacre. However, investigation concluded the person asked about their belief in God was Velma who survived the shooting. Okay, I believe she Okay, she has a movie and it's called Not Ashamed. That's what it was. In September 1999, Casey's mother, Misty, released, she said yes, the unlikely mythome of Casey. In it, Misty described her daughter's troubled 
turbulent teenage life, confessions and Christian faith. Casey was born to Misty and Brad on November 6, 1981 on Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Along with her brother Chris, she was brought up in a Christian home. According to her parents, she rebelled as a young teenager and began using drugs and alcohol. And that one point she became suicidal. Her mother found letters in her bedroom discussing her thoughts of killing her parents. And they decided to send her to a new school, Columbine High School, for a new start. A year and a half before her death, Casey, Cassie, is it Cassie or Casey? Cassie. Decided to go on a weekend church retreat and restore her faith. Her face, father said when she came back from that retreat, she was an entirely different person. We had gotten our daughter back. Death. Cassie was killed by Eric Harris during the Columbine massacre on April 20th, 1999. According to witnesses, Emily, who was hiding under the same table as Casey, Harris slams his hand twice down on the table above them and said peekaboo before fatally shooting Casey in the head. The shotgun blast that Kill Casey recoiled, resulting in a nose injury to Harris. Her family was not informed of her death until two days after the massacre. The death of Casey or Cassie, I'm not sure. Student and Christina Richard Scott during the Columbine massacre led both to be subsequently disputed and remembered by groups. Christian myths in the falling years. Numerous books, themes. She said yes, the unlikely martyrdom of Casey Burnell. In October 1990, Burnell's mother, Misty, authored, authorized the book. She said yes. The book reached number eight on New York bestsellers list, and the book Misty repeated the story that her daughter was asked if she believed in God before she died. Despite being told by investigators that the question had not been asked, Casey's friend Emily, who was next to her in the library when she was shot, also told the family that the question had not been asked. Despite this, the Barnells issued a statement standing behind the accuracy of their book, saying they had spoken of four witnesses who had told them that she had defended her faith before being killed. However, the book ultimately leaves it up to the audience to make their own minds about what happened. Burnell's parents as a Christian has led to Irving as inspiration for several songs. I'm Not Ashamed is 2016 America bibliography drama directed by Brian. In Little Colorado, a young Rachel Joy witnessed her father leave her family in the middle of the night. Her mother then struggles financially and encourages her children to pay for financial help. Rachel begins to become more spiritual, embracing her Christian faith. By 1998, Rachel is a sophomore at Columbine High School. She becomes rebellious and begins 
begins sneaking out to hang out with her friends, Madison, Gabby, and Kalina. During the summer, Rachel's mother sends her to cousins in Louisiana where her spiritual grows. The next year, on the first day of school, Rachel witnesses the jocks picking on Eric and Dylan. Eric then threatens to harm them. Later that year, Rachel begins to get involved with the head of the drama club, Alec, and during a rehearsal, the two kiss. So there is literally a few different stories about this. Books, there's witnesses, there is everything you can think of. It's sad. It really is. And I hope we've learned something from this. I really do. And I hope we've learned to look on the kids. Try to keep them safe. Don't sell guns to teenagers. Don't give guns to teenagers because they're not thinking straight. I know because I was a, not I wasn't a bad teenager, but I wasn't like a, a saint either. No one's really a saint. But there's a lot here. Okay. Later on at a breakthrough meeting, Rachel meets Nathan, a homeless youth whose mother is a heroin addict. With Rachel's help, Nathan is able to put up at another kid's house. Nathan is grateful. One day, Rachel's stepfather, Gary, finds a beer bottle from a party in the car, and Rachel loses the rights to her car, becoming rebellious again. At the first premise of the school, Nathan arrives and begins to fight with Alec, embarrassing Rachel at a party that night. Rachel discovers I like cheating with Madison. She then begins to bull be bullied more often by others and even kiss her suicide at one point. However, with Nathan's encouragement, Rachel turns back to her faith and inspires of other Christian students to not give up hope, despite being bullied. Meanwhile, Eric and Dylan plan their revenge on the school. One day, Rachel tries to help see line with family issues but is rebuffed. At prom, she recoils with Rachel, revealing that she has issues with her mother. Not long after, Alec tries to recoil with Rachel but she declines his apology. On April 20th, 1999, Rachel recoils with Madison and the two make plans to hang out the next day. <clears throat> At lunch, Rachel has an emotional conversation with a fellow student, Dave Rogers, about family issues. Rachel claims him, calms him, by saying that everything happens for a reason. Just then, Eric and Dylan come out of the parking lot and begin shooting at Rachel and Richard. Richard is knocked unconscious while Rachel struggles to get away. Eric and Dylan can corner her and Eric asks her if she believes in God and when Rachel tells him that she does, he shoots her. The assisting then storms the school, killing 11 other students and teachers. Uh, Eric and Dylan take their own lives as police and hostages recoils folk, seeing storms in the building.
In the aftermath, U.S. President Bill Clinton addressed the nation that the prayers of America people are with Littleton, but also says that citizens must do more to reach out to our children to teach them express anger and resolve their conflicts with the world, not weapons. There is so much to this story that it's so impactful and terrifying. I mean, really. This whole situation is just scary. So, let's see. Do we want to talk more about Rachel Joy Scott? You know, I want to see a few of the people who survived. Blind survivor life is about finding that new normal 20 years later. Littleton, Colorado, the nightmare come each spring in the dark of his bedroom just a few miles from where it all began. Shane Graves revealed the feeling of blood slamming through his stomach, the odd sensation of something somehow sliding through him. He always worries about shootings, that his wife and daughter will be trapped or threatened by gunmen, that they won't be able to find a way to escape, but as every April approaches, his mind returns to a very specific day and memory, when two classmates with trench coats and duffel bags open fire. He is back at Columbine, back to being 15 freshmen who loves comic books and Mick Garyvers back to lying on the cold concrete and shattered glass, back to the fire alarm ringing and the shots being fired and his blood soaked his thin jacket. I'm in the history, Brooks Grace says sadly on her recent afternoon as he watches his three-year-old daughter Olivia play. I didn't choose the cards we dealt, we have to play them. Twenty years ago, Grace was shot six times by his classmate, fellow teenager who fatally shot twelve students and a coach before killing themselves. What is this? Okay. Nope. Mm. So let's give a moment, a peaceful moment, a silent moment for a few seconds for those suffering from Columbine. No matter if you were there, if you got rescued, if you heard about it and it just makes you sad, sick, nervous, scared. and to those we've lost and to those who survive but have issues because of it.
Okay, well I hope, I don't mean any harm when I do this. I don't want to make anyone nervous. It's just a case that I've wanted to cover, but man, this case just hits way too much. I remember in school we had drills, we had issues, we had threats. I remember one time we had to go outside to the football field for safety. That's how bad it got. And we were there for hours. I think even after school was over, we were still there. You hide under a desk. But I don't mean any harm, and I hope the survivors and those who passed are remembered and know that our thoughts are with you and that we hope that nothing, I hope that there's less and less school shootings. It'd be great if there was none ever. And I hope we learn something from this. And we take away stuff from the shootings that have happened and maybe find signs and warnings. <sighs> okay. hope you like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.